I'm great. How are you going today? I'm so good. I mean, I'm trying to get more active in winter. I don't know if anyone else is feeling like me, but I just hate the cold. <laughs> I know. Well, this is a little bit what I want to talk about today. I, I know you like, you're a bit of an agenda girl. Like, I mean, you like your lists and you like, you know, what doing. I'm a bit of a freestyle type of person. <laughs> and um, we jumped on and I said, and you go, so what, what would you like to talk about? I said, let's just get into it. So I've got, um, I've got this topic I want to talk about, actually. Okay, and what's that? Like winter? Yeah. The current climate, the market, yourself, yeah. how to perform, what you need to do, all of this sort of stuff. Best topic ever, really. I mean, it is. It is. It's um. I I just want to let's run through what's on my mind. So at the moment, you have to get in the best physical shape of your life. The best, and I mean, if you're serious about this job in real estate, we're more than real estate people. You know, it's a sport. It's a it's a profession that does not turn off. And you have to run at peak performance every day, especially if you want to do something great in this business. So that requires a lot of internal work. Like you've got to get up, you've got to literally be able to turn it on and sustain that pace all day into the night, every day, apart from Sunday, I don't work Sundays, but um, six days a week. So you've got, to, you've got to become that instrument you know, like right now, I mean, I've just turned 50, believe it or not, bloody hell, um, <laughs> 50 years old. So I've just turned 50, but my sights are so laser focused on the next five years, but every day. So when I talk about the next five years, not, oh, I hope I end up at this place over here. Every day I'm crafting that path. So my commitment is I have to make myself become the fittest version of me. And what I mean by that is, I'm not talking about running marathons. I probably couldn't even run around the block, but I, I'm not talking about that sort of stuff. What I am talking about is the best version of you because we, we are in a giving industry as well. We've got to give service. We've got to manage people's emotions and you can't manage people's emotions. And that right now it's very tricky, but you can't manage people's emotions unless you're emotionally steady. It's very hard because the person that you are and the energy that you bring will dominate the circumstance. And right now you need to be as finely tuned as ever because you want to create consistent results in me. You know, we're in a competitive business. We want to be running faster than our competitors. We want to be um, bringing in, when we go to somebody's home, I don't know if you know, but like when you interact with someone, the energy that you share with them is what they feel. They don't listen to, oh, this is my script and dialogue for listing point three. They hear some of it. I understand all that. But you can have a, a beam of light coming out of you because of the way you're living, what you're doing, who you're becoming, where you're going, in any circumstance, any do you know do you know when it's pumping in me i get i i get people asking me stuff when it's not pumping you know how many people contact me every day i know <laughs> like i can't even tell you how many so many and it's like one after the other what do i need to do what do i need this and that they're not looking inwards they're looking for the answer out there every answer you need is inwards 
So when you go to somebody's home, you've got to feel different than the other people. And the way to do that is to insulate yourself, put a bubble around yourself. I, like I'm eating cleaner than ever. I do not drink, don't touch it. I don't party. I'm not saying don't, it's up to them, but I'm serious about this career. I want to perform at peak level. So next year, Amy, we did pretty well this year. Like we did, you know, best ever. Amazing. But next year, like I'm, I'm looking at, how do I get a 20% on that? Just 20%. I'm not talking about doubling it. It's craziness. How do I get the people that I've got, you know, my, my personal team, to perform a 20% better, but enjoy it still, like love it, like be into it. Not like, oh my goodness, I'm going to do it all again this year and Matt wants 20% more. But you know the 20% more, it's not we must do this. It's like, how good can we get to do this? Like it's different. Because if you've just had an exhausting year, like I feel more charged now than I've ever felt, ever. Like I, I don't really, the market is a funny thing, right? The market, and I don't mean to rant, so just jump in if you want to jump in at me. No, no, I love it. But, but the market, when I first got into real estate, I didn't even know what a market was. I didn't even know that, oh, some weeks people buy more houses than the other weeks. Like, I had no idea. And I never even thought, like, I didn't even consider it. All I had to do, who wants to sell their house? This buyer comes along. I worked in Killarney Vale. It's in the back of nowhere. Back then, 30 years ago, houses were $80,000, there's nowhere. And I just, it was just this street with a row of shops. That's it. I didn't think, oh, what type of real estate am I selling? Oh, what, what does the news say about the market? And who's just going to decide to buy today? I didn't think of anything like that. Actually, for most of my career, I've never even thought about it. I just literally wake up every day and go, like now, all I want to do is list and sell a house a day. That's it. That's my whole business plan. I'm not interested in anything else. And I'm like, so I'm sitting out, actually sitting outside a house right now, just about to show up. But it's like, I've just got to make sure when I interact with every person, I leave them feeling with an experience. Like, yeah, that's so yeah, yeah, that guy's on it. Yeah, he's like on it. I'm right there following up this, that. Let's talk about follow up for a second. Yeah. Tara went to a chiropractor three days ago. Yeah. What day is it today? Friday? Yeah. So let's say Tuesday, she went there. Do you know on Wednesday morning, I think it was Wednesday morning, he called her to yeah. see how, how, how she was feeling. Just to check in, how did you feel? And I, I was in the car and I was like, was that the chiropractor? And she's like, yeah. Why do you ring you for? She goes, I don't know. I just wanted to uh, like see how I felt. After. I said, how good's that? That's amazing. And she was blown away. Now she'll use that chiropractor forever. I said, I've never seen one chiropractor, dentist, doctor, no one ring and say, how are you feeling? No. I'm sure it's a doctor somewhere that does it, but it's like, what, what a simple thing to do. And we overcomplicate this thing. Can I have the latest CMA report so I can do this and there's 48 pages and this and that? What about this the simple call? Do you know what I've been doing that's really funny? Every time I write an email, then I read over it and take all the words out that don't need to be in there. <laughs> and I'm, I'm doing it as a practice because 
you know, I've done lots of study and people just don't consume as much information as you want to give to them. But can I tell you a really funny story? Because I, you know, obviously I work as a coach, Maddie. I work with people digitally across the globe now and it's everywhere, right? And a lot of clients call me and they're in a negative mindset, mindset, okay? And so I I actually love it when my clients call me in in a negative mindset because I feel like I can lift them up. And anyway, I won't say who it was, but he said I could tell this story. And he called me and he was all doom and gloom. And he was, oh, my God, like, you know, I've just lost three back-to-back listings and the market's crap and just no one's going to really move for the next five years. It's all over, basically, right? And I couldn't, because obviously I listen to that conversation every day and I ignore it, I couldn't help but get a little bit sarcastic with him. And I was like, oh, okay, so everyone because interest rates have gone up no one's gonna die and he's like what do you mean I'm like so death's just gonna stop he's like well no and I said okay and because interest rates are going up no one's gonna get a divorce he's like well no I mean people will still get a divorce I'm like okay and because interest rates are going up no one's gonna fall pregnant not one single person is gonna get pregnant over the next five years and needs upsides he's like well no that's not true I guess there will be those people but it's like he got into this media cycle and started reading all these articles and I said what were you just doing before you called me and he said oh I had a bad call and then I read news.com.au I said you know what the first thing I do if I ever have a bad call probably nine times out of ten I call you because you're always so happy (laughs) (laughs) but it's true like if I have a bad call one of the next people I call is a good client somebody that I know is going to have good beats so don't sit there and mumble around dealing with that difficult conversation that I've just had to have. I move on, I get on with it. And I think mindset in this market is so important. Can I read you this question? Because she's so sweet and yeah, she, go. she has asked me this question and I really want to answer it for her for you because I think it's an amazing one. She says, Matt, I'm listening to the negotiation section in agent school and I can't thank you enough for your content. It's absolutely in question. Uh, it's absolutely incredible. My question is, though, in the current market, buyers are saying, oh, the market has crashed, so I'm offering 100000 or 1000 k less and similar stuff to that. How do we deal with the media constantly telling them that? It's okay. I'm going to do this real, this is real time, Emmy. I got an email yesterday, an offer on a property, right? So we are all in the same boat, Emmy. Matt Steinway's world is no different. Who sent that one in? Um, it was Sandra Van Tour. I think all she. Right. Yeah. Our worlds are all the same. So here's an email I got yesterday at. Well, I don't know what time it was, but yesterday. Uh, hi, Matt. I'm emailing you to put an offering on blah, blah, blah. The house is well constructed and meets the requirements for my family. Now, understand this lady loves it. She's been looking for a year. Loves it. I knew she loved it as soon as she walked in before. She's been twice now. The factors that we are mindful of when placing our offer are the following. Shared driveway, it's got a big wide driveway, it's not an issue. Um, work required, now this house is amazing. I'll send you a link of this one, Jimmy. It's a, amazing, work required, my bum. Interest rate rises, unpredictable global market, downturn in local housing market, including our own house. I would like to offer 3 million. Now the price guides, Three five to three eight. <laughs> All right. Yep. Understand this. Um, the price is conditional on the satisfactory building. Although 
Um, I know this. I know this is not within the asking price range, but we are cash buyers, and with it, and we can perform in the vendor's required time frame. We would like to remind you that we do not need to sell our house before finalising contracts. <laughs> so you know what I look at it as, Emmy. I love those emails, but yeah, sorry. I, sorry. I, I actually got another agent to ring her first um, that she's been dealing with in our office, and I, I. I just needed to think about it. And I, I got um, one of the other guys to call and say, look, Matt's got your email. He's had appointments for the next couple of hours. He, he's seen it, I made sure he's got it. I've worked with Matt for a long time. And one thing that I know is he will guide you right. So can you just listen to what he's got to say and help him, hopefully, let help him let you, let, I'll do that again. Let him guide you to buying the property. Okay, so I've got him to talk to her first. Because what you've got to get through first at the moment is the standoff. Yeah. Now, you can't do that with all of them. I understand that. But in negotiation, time can be a benefit or it can be a negative. It depends. I needed a bit of time on this. I needed to let it settle first in me. And I'm like, okay, where is this at? I've got a lady who wants to buy a house. I've got a lady who's coming from a place of fear, uncertainty, and using that to her advantage. The house is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's got an amazing view. She won't find another house at that level with a view like that. I know she won't. But here's the other thing. I've got to get my meter out. and I've got to think, okay, what's my owner's motivation out of 10? And I would say it's a 10. She doesn't need to sell the house, but she, she wants to sell. She's selling. And I'm like, okay. So I rang the lady and I said, look, this is about, so let's say she sent it through at 11. I rang about three. I just bought myself some time because I don't want to rush back into this lady because I can tell she's fairly stern and stubborn. Nothing, nothing scarier than a stubborn woman. But um, I, <laughs> I, um, I didn't want to like go straight into it. And I said to her, look, I really understand where you're coming from. And now, mind you, uh, negotiation starts when you first meet the people. This is actually her budget, Jimmy. All right, so she's forgotten she's told me that. I ask a lot of questions in the beginning without them knowing I'm interrogating them. So I already know this is her budget. So she's trying to buy a $3.5 million property at $3 million. That's what she's doing. But she can at the moment because there's not a 1,000 people around. But I need to get her sort of... Um, loosened up a little bit because if you look at that email there's a lot of things in there that are like interest rates this and she could just turn around and not do anything if she wants to sit there and the market's going to change and whatever else but i've got a person that wants to buy it and i've got an owner that wants to sell so now i just need to get a little bit of ease around it and i said to her three million isn't going to buy the house you know that and i know that but if you wriggle with me a little bit there's a, there might be a chance here because the owner has other plans. But I don't, want an, I don't want an answer right now. What I'm going to help you, what I'm going to do for you is I'm going to talk to the owner and see if I can match the other end for you because that's what it's going to boil down to. And I just took it all away. And she's like, well, you know, well, that's sort of where we want to be price-wise. I said, that's okay. I understand. But if it's the right house for you and you had to wriggle a little bit, if it meant buying it, with all of the things that you want, it might be worth doing that. I'm just letting you know. And she's like, all right, well, 
see what you can do. I said, let's just focus on the lady's other end first and I'll come back to you tomorrow. So I've done really not much about it apart from where the lady's going. I've just got to sort of make sure it fits price-wise because she's got her own agenda, the owner. Mm. Now today I'll probably ring around lunchtime and I'll give her a bit of an update on what I'm doing with the owner. And if there's a bit of a glimmer of hope, maybe. Because you've got to understand, even though people are um, fearful, they're not sure at the moment, they want to buy it. Like there's an emotional reason here. And I need to put all of these reasons to the side and, and almost have them wake up today going, oh, I wonder if I'm going to be able to buy Bradley's today. You know, I wonder if I'm going to be able to buy this house today. Because even though we, we are caught up in, oh, no, this, that, news, that, this, that, market for buyers, they don't work in our industry. They've just seen a house that they like. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there's some reservation around it. But my job is to make sure the whole circle works. So I don't get emotionally all over the place. I'm like, the owner needs to move. How do I make that happen? reasonably comfortable for her these people want to buy the house there's not another one around because stock levels are still relatively low with me and i'm like okay how do i make that happen for them but get them to move a bit above their comfort zone just a little bit somewhere there i reckon there's a really strong chance i'll bring this together but i need a bit of steadiness around it for that to happen if i just went back to her and said no nah, you need to pay 3.3 or whatever it's going to be or three point whatever she would just do nothing so at the moment, and this is what I started with, Amy, and it's very important for people to understand, I'm very emotionally steady in this market, very. I'm not running around trying to jam things together and this and that. Sure, there's a time you've got to push and there's time you've got to guide and time all this sort of stuff. But I'm centered because my number one priority right now is to make myself phenomenally positioned internally. Fitness, eating, drinking, this, that, working. And another thing I want to finish talk about before we finish is prospecting. Yeah. I've got the wheel turning real hard in me, really hard. Like I'm looking for more stock. I'm talking to lots of people. I'm doubling down on what I do every day. My machine is going hard right now. So if it falls over, it is the way it is. I'll find another one somewhere else. But I don't get stuck on that one. It's not like my whole world's sitting there because I know I'm, I'm running faster than everyone in my market right now. So this one here, negotiation at the moment, and to, I, don't, I can't remember if it was this lady's question or not, but you need to let it simmer a little bit sometimes and you need to feel where's the trigger point for this thing. They really want to buy the house, but they need a little bit of comfort around they're not overpaying. They don't want to be the fool that pays you know, way too much and get stuck with it. And then what's the owner's motivation? Because if you're dealing with an owner of two motivation and a buyer of 10, you're almost not going to get that thing together. And there's this, there's this mm. power in it, Maddie, right? That, you know, remember how I talked about, I think we did it in the last podcast where I talked about, you know, even as somebody that kind of works every day in real estate, I became so hopeful on my last property and overpriced it by 300,000. As a yeah. buyer, you have the same sort of, I'm going to score a deal. And right now in the back of that mindset is I don't want to be exactly what you just said, that fool that overpaid. And yeah. Even every time I've put an offer down on a home, I've always gone in under. Like I've never gone my full budget straight up, wing bam, thank you, ma'am, right? Because 
you never, you know, even if you stand at auction, I mean, every agent sees it. Everyone's always like, not going to say anything, not going to say anything. And so I think you've got to make sure that you're not reading, and I could be wrong in this, but that you're not reading into the market and then reflecting that into your negotiation. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And sorry to cut you off. I I want to keep going on that thread. Absolutely, Amy. Like, we get in the middle of this thing sometimes. Like yeah. we, we, we bring our uncertainty, fear, this, that, whatever else, instead of taking a step back and sort of going, where is, it, where is this whole thing at the moment with these people? Like, where, like, what are the owner's reasons? You know, like I love people when they get an offer on an owner's property. I had a message the other night from a guy, couldn't get an offer together, but the owner had no motivation. Like he was just selling it because it's a motivation market. Like before I list somebody's house, I say to them, are you selling? Are you selling the house? Are you, does that mean you're moving? You want to move and we've got to find the stream of buyers and where they're going to buy your house within reason. Are you moving? Yeah, we're moving. We're out of it. Good. I want to work with you. Yeah. But when you've got this owner that's like just, you know, sitting there waiting for some amazing price to fall out of school, it's not going to happen. But there's a lot of people, like you said, death, divorce, this, that. Not that we're vultures and just preying on people, but people have their own reason for moving. This lady wants to buy a house for her family to live in for the next 10 years. My job is, how do I remove the uncertainty for her and have her focus on what's she getting here? What's she getting? So I need to move the goalposts a bit closer to her, but within reach enough so she'll come with me. But you can't do that in five minutes. You have to, it's like delivering not so good news to people. When you deliver not so good news to people, you can literally give it to them and then you can watch them, you can watch them digest it. Yeah. And then by the end of the conversation, you can see that they've processed it. People need time to process at the moment. That's why I've done nothing. I haven't even spoke to that owner yet. Do you know the one thing that you've taught me, um, and well, you've, no, you've taught me many things, so I shouldn't say that, but um, one of the things that I think resonated with me, and it was actually when we first met Matt, and I asked you a very poignant question, and I said, what do you think makes a world-class real estate agent? And you came back to me within not even two seconds. It was just like, you've got to be a great listener. And we get taught, we get this kind of feeling that we've got to be great talkers and talk people and convince people. But when you told me that, like, and I'll be really honest, I'm a talker, right? I'm not very good at listening and I work really hard on it because I get really excited and I cut people off and I want to tell them what to do and and that's just part of my nature and it's because I want to help. But it's actually sitting back and listening now, listening to what they're saying, taking in every word. And even sometimes when clients, you know, have a breakdown with me at the moment with what's going on, I just sit and I listen. And before I give them any advice, I let them try and spit it all out. And just so that anybody that's listening, that is like torture for me because I'm such a big speaker. But I have had to learn, just sit back, listen. I listen and I process what they're saying. And then I give them some advice and I wait, you know. But that was something so pinnacle for me. Maddie, because we are running on the shorter end of time, I just wanted to get to your prospecting if there's any chance we could, because I know everybody needs to be doing that right now. Yes, a couple of things. Yeah, now's the opportunity. I mean, there's so much opportunity right now. It's not funny. Everyone's going slow. You want to go fast. So you, you want to make sure you're hitting your prospecting numbers every day, talking to as many people, bringing on new listings. Every new listing at the moment is fantastic because it's like 
it's aligned with where it needs to be. The ones that aren't selling are usually the ones that have been sitting there for a while and they're trying to find the market. So the new ones that are coming on, buyers are waiting there for them. Even though there's less buyers, they're still great ones. So you want to be the person with most stock right now. You want to be the person with all the new stuff. You'll do very, very, very well, like really well. You just got to have that mindset of don't fall into, oh, everything's retracting, so you do. No, you expand right now. Like, and I mean expand bigger than you've ever done. The opportunity is right there. You have to leave your energy mark on every person you've been with. So when you're dealing with somebody, you have to be the person when you leave them, you want to be, you want them to feel your energy long after you've gone. I want to deal with that person. You will win business because of this. And you can only do that. You can only do that when you're living an authentically good life. You know, you've got to get the crap out of your life. You've got to stop the stuff that you're doing that you know you shouldn't be. You've got to live in alignment with your better self. And that means structuring, being committed, being consistent, like doing good stuff. Live a clean life. See how that goes for you. And the last one thing I want to leave with you is emotions are your steering wheel at the moment. Mm -hmm. So you want to be the emotional, like it's when you're feeling anxious and fearful and all this, you're, you're not driving in the right direction. When you're feeling optimistic, pumped, focused, aligned, this and that, you will bring people with you. You will attract people into your world. Even if things don't go right, you'll move forward and throw your energy in another direction. Another opportunity will come. So you are, this is the best time ever to create excellence in your life right now. The best ever. If you get this right, when the market goes good, you know, goes crazy again, you're going to write three times as much because you've worked this thing out. Champions are made from challenges and right now is the best time to see what you're made of you're so good i thank you so much maddie for another incredible podcast and a huge thank you to all our listeners that do send in their messages i just personally can't thank you enough every time matt and i do receive one we are incredibly incredibly grateful maddie have a sensational week thanks to me bye for more information and exclusive access to Matt Steinwade's bulletproof listing strategy and prospecting systems, along with media and marketing school, visit www.agentschool.com.au.